This world is one great battlefield with forces all arrayed. If in my heart I do not yield, I'll overcome someday. I'll overcome someday. Hey guys, welcome to Sherry Podcast Miami. This is your host, Miller Leader, Millie what's going on um i'm very excited and i sound super happy compared to my last two recordings because i have a very special guest with me today letitia bro i've been trying to get letitia to come on the podcast for so long so i'm really excited that you're here right now thank you very much for having me Anytime you definitely anytime that you literally you're like Mildred today, I wanna like record, I'll be like, I'm there. Like <laughs> we'll talk about anything. Um, Tish is a very good friend of mine. I'm a good friend of hers. We've been friends for a really long time. I've been friends with her for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and Tish cracks me up. So um we're coming to you today on a very special day. And it's a very special episode because it's Juneteenth. It is happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Happy Emancipation Day. Yes. Um, celebration. So I love it. Um, this is my first year. I'm going to like actually do something to commemorate, like step outside of my home to do something. Wonderful. So I'm really excited. Do you know what you're going to do? I am, we well, we are going to support a black business. How that's funny. for sure. I was going to do that too. Okay. How funny. You, <laughs> How funny. I think we were going to do it together. You were, you were. <laughs> so, um, we're going to, we're going to go and support with our black dollars, Amen. a black, a local black owned business. Facts. Because we're super excited. Very. And we're about it. Um... When was the first time, like, you heard about Juneteenth? Me, Letitia? <clears throat> well, um, so it was a couple, like, maybe several years ago. Um, my, I wanted to do a Negro spiritual concert because mm-hmm. I felt like even in the past, I felt like there was a lack of understanding of just the purpose of spirituals and, I don't know, I guess for educational purposes. Um and I was talking to my cousin because it felt like the time was never right. Christmas, around Christmas, people were rehearsing or, uh, you know, people were busy doing Christmas programs and, you know, Easter. And then summer, everyone was like gone vacation. But my cousin was like, Letitia, you should do it in June and in June on Juneteenth. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, Juneteenth. And I'm like, interesting. What is that? And then he explained. And I was just like, that's awesome. But it just seemed that everyone wasn't available or like, you know, places were closed. So I never had a chance to do it around Juneteenth, but I am saying though, with what is happening in these current events, this is definitely something very important. I think whenever possible, people should have this conversation and this conversation should continue. So that's when I heard of Juneteenth. I think this year is such an important year to like celebrate Juneteenth, like a true celebration. Um, 
I think something beautiful about like black culture and like Latino culture I'm gonna represent, right? Represent. Is that like we have found ways to always like celebrate even through like, you know, adversity. Mm. And that and like we rise above it. So I love that, you know? <laughs> um for me, I honestly only heard about Juneteenth maybe well, they, like me, two or three years me, ago. But let me ask you the question though. Okay, Dimelo. When did you hear about Juneteenth? <laughs> I heard about I only heard about it like two or three years ago. Oh really? Like, yeah, like very late in the morning. No, bro. I think it's nah. But then how did you hear about it? Like someone told you, it was on television. I think I just saw something online about it, like an article and I was like, What's this? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, Juneteenth. I'm like, What's Juneteenth? Yeah, yeah. And I started reading about it. And I was like, How come they never taught this in school? Like, why isn't this a bigger thing? That's another podcast. You know, well, yeah, that's like a whole nother, you know, topic for a whole nother day. But like so I was just like, What? Um, so yeah, I've been like kind of like just slowly learning about it Facts. like throughout the years, but um, like I said, I think this year is a good year to start some like I wanna definitely start like a tradition of like celebrating, you know, yeah, yeah, and like I wish this would be a good year to do a cookout, but it's not <laughs> just the conditions right now to do a cookout covid you know the, the, you know you gotta be safe. The, wait 20 22 2020 yeah 21 no no 22 <laughs> you're like 22 <laughs> we'll be, okay. you know gotta make sure the the general populace is fine you know what i'm saying like <laughs> under the spread right what are they under the curve you know That's what they said? <laughs> like um yeah like i was just like yeah i like would love to do a cookout but yeah maybe um you know 2022 hopefully maybe 2021 facts maybe 20, we'll try out 2021 we'll we'll, let's see let's see let's see <laughs> um it's funny because i don't know if you saw what trump said today about juneteenth uh, not today yesterday um because <clears throat> as you know he was trying to schedule his first rally since this whole COVID thing on Juneteenth in Tulsa. And if you guys don't understand, for, for anybody who's listening and you don't understand how disrespectful it is, um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that's where um, they had what they call um, the Black Street, the Black Street, Black Wall Street bombings. That is true. That is true. Where they completely, like, literally, like, bombed. Um, a very wealthy and thriving black business area because they just wanted to because they can't let anybody have something nice this guy doesn't surprise me so yeah so he had scheduled a rally for Juneteenth in Tulsa and everybody was like oh my god my homie oh my god so is that uh, continuing no he moved it he cancelled it right Or, or he or no he postponed it but then he sent out a tweet saying that he did a very good thing. That because- was what I read. <laughs> he did a very, very good, good thing. Very important. He made Juneteenth famous. Relax. Because Relax. no one had ever heard of it before. I made Juneteenth very famous. Trump takes credit for the holiday celebration. And I'm just like, oh my god. It's so hard. Sometimes this the stuff that comes out of the news, you're just like, what's happening? What's going on right now? So I was just like, okay, 
Okay, whatever, Trump. No one's trying to invite you to the cookout, okay? Um, so funny. But, wow. I guess we should talk about, like, a little bit about, like, the origins of Juneteenth, right? Yeah, I think it's helpful for your uh, platform. Right? No? Trying, trying. So, okay, so basically... So, basically, Juneteenth is celebrated because it mark it's like what people like to call the end of slavery even though the emancipation proclamation say that five times okay fast. you know emancipation um it had been issued it had been originally written in 18 like in the end of 1862 and then they yes. officially did the thing in 1863 but um, the reason why Juneteenth is important is because even though it had been issued two years before, basically the news didn't arrive to Texas until 1865, which I which is crazy. Wild. That's crazy. Like it took two years. And I was even asking you, I'm like, bro, man, like, you know, it took you that long, huh? But they were in no rush. <laughs> <laughs> They were not, and they were in not, like, they were just not in any rush <laughs> to, like, let the people free. It would be interesting to, he- to read about, and, you know, like, it's, uh, between that 1863, you said, right, mm-hmm. 1865, you know, those, that map, you know, like, how that news was spread, you know? I, I'd be curious, too, because, like, I know I was listening to, I was listening to something at some point, right, a podcast. Mm-hmm. Where they were talking about how, um, basically, there was, like, a mass migration to Texas at some point. Because, mm. uh, te- like, that area of Texas, like, because this happened, like, Juneteenth basically happened in, in, like, the Houston area. Yeah. It was one of the last places um, to hold out for the Confederacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I read that, too. So people were flocking to Texas because they were still... <laughs> to hold out pretty much is foolishness you know and i'm like okay wow you really want to keep your slaves huh move <laughs> <laughs> now let's go down here <laughs> yeah pretty much pack up, pack up, let's go let's go and so yeah so like it's just so crazy so basically um general gordon granger of the union army the winning side (laughs) he basically like rode out to texas and gave like the information to the people and he i guess like a you know uh i don't know a meeting i don't know but yeah yeah like how do they announce that you know do they just get people together they probably come lend me your ears yes i think so i'm gonna say that now lend your ears <laughs> so he he read out the 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 the, the order oh that's beautiful it said he said the people of texas are informed yes that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the united states all slaves are free amen this involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property yes. between former masters and slaves and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that become between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. The freedmen are advised to remain quietly at their present homes mm. and work for wages. Wow. 
They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness either here, either there or elsewhere. So wow. that was June 19th, 1865. Crazy. Isn't that nuts? That's 155 years from today. That's wow. That's not a lot of time. No, in the grand spectrum of things, that's not a lot of time. You know, it's also interesting to hear because so you're saying that um, this uh, um, Union General Gordon, mm-hmm. right? uh huh, Gordon Gor- Gordon Granger, Granger. Mm-hmm. So he starts spreading the news in June, right? So in 1862, they started 1863. They like it took them two years to spread this news, right? And again, mm-hmm. we're curious what happened, like the mapping. But did you also know that in April 15, 1865, that's when um, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated? Assassinated? I did not realize that. Oh, so he was already dead when they gave the news. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was like, well, I, was, I looked that up. Um, so that was wild. That's wild. That was and a they, crazy year, yeah, like, <laughs> to say oh, the least. This. Yeah. And then um, also, it was just interesting because I was like, man, like that's also crazy and i kind of looked up the i kind of looked up the other um this other thing that i found kind of interesting mm-hmm. um the ku klux the ku the kkk ku the ku klux klan mm-hmm. forgive me say um, that five times oh my gosh another one <laughs> was founded december 24th 1865 mm. right sounds in to tennessee me. sounds about white right. <laughs> Like, they just were so mad about losing their slaves that they got together and they're like, well, let's torture people, pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. That was their whole thing. Um, I think I have, like, a little thing here that said also uh, became vehicle of white Southern resistance to the Republican Party, Reconstruction era uh, policies aimed at establishing political and economic Equality for Black Americans is member wages and underground campaign of intimidation and violence directed at white and Black Republican leaders through Congress passed legislation designed to curb Klan tourism. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's so, like, it's so nuts, like, the lengths that people went to. Like, people went out of their way, truly, to, like... It's unfortunate like f with other people and their livelihoods um i was listening to a podcast about like juneteenth and it was it was a ucla professor forgive me guys i forgot her name i'll put the info in the description though when i find it but basically she was um she was talking about how like with juneteenth it was hard because People, one like once, you know, slavery was like abolished. Basically, people started like looking for their families, and I was like, oh. And then she was like, yeah, like how wow. people were looking for their families. People started getting married because you know, like the slaves weren't allowed to get married. And so, I'm like, oh my god, Crazy. that's so beautiful. But then it was also followed by you know, a very long time of uh of sadness and stuff because reconstruction era was pretty horrible cuz then of course just cuz the slaves were freed didn't mean that the slave owners were happy about it of course so they would like just make everyone like 
all the freed people, like their lives are living hell pretty much. So yeah, but you know they struggled through it. From what I understand about Juneteenth, uh, like apparently in Houston, it's a big thing. Like, Very big. I actually have one of my professors who are saying that uh, she and she was like she wasn't sure about the the date, but she knew that it was always celebrated June nineteenth, and that when she was a little girl, I think she was older woman mm-hmm. but when she was a little girl she uh remember just having a, just a big jubilee like it was just a huge celebration you and she remembers everyone was out and and it's just crazy because over there in texas it's a big celebration you right know? um again with another podcast the guy also mentioned that he celebrated in texas but in miami i don't we don't it's just it's not so i will say this year i know last year i saw an event, a Juneteenth event. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's cool. And I don't remember why I didn't go. This year, I see a lot more events. But obviously, I think this year, like, people are taking it, like, making it more of a point to, like, celebrate. So there's a bunch of stuff happening today. Love it. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's time to, like, push Juneteenth forward. Like, push it forward in, like, the minds of, like the consciousness of people you know what because it's such a beautiful thing it's like when they i you know i like about it i like that it's it's not when slavery first was like abolished it's the fact that it was it find like the news finally got to like the last slaves Mm -hmm. and it's like that whole you know nobody's free until everybody's free thing and i'm Mm -hmm. like that's beautiful like you know i think that's so beautiful like, I don't know. It's a, I think, I don't know. I hope to see it grow for sure. Oh, for sure. Like, in the next coming years. Well, the fact that this conversation is being had, but, like, the conversation of what's been going on currently, it's going to be growing. Like, it's growing. Am I saying that right? But it's going to evolve. It's going to, you know, disseminate throughout our nation. And it's going to, people are going to share this information. We're going to talk about it. Schools are, schools have no choice. But to change, and you'll Dave Chappelle so. was on point on eight forty six. Oh my god! When he yeah. basically said that um, this is going in the books. You know, it's oh, the, yeah. all this is happening is going in the books, and also in addition to it's like saying like schools. I don't know. There's no schools in June, but, <laughs> but <laughs> no the, there's no schools in June. Summer school, but like I, along with you know all these other holidays, it needs to be recognized. And you know what's funny? Deep Yo, so I was looking at my Google. Um, what should I call it? Google Calendar, because you know I got to put things in pencil. Right, right, right. Got to pencil people in. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, and maybe I just didn't notice. So forgive me if I'm if I never noticed. But I want to say that now in my Google Calendar, Juneteenth. Now you know how certain holidays oh, appear yeah. automatically. Juneteenth was on there, and I'm like, yo, that is crazy. You're like, and Thank I'm, you, I just, Google? yo, I, I, I respect that. You know? I know um, there's a couple companies, including Nike, that this year i, I want to say it's nike and target are paying their employees for juneteenth like holiday pay oh beautiful like they're they're marking it as like a holiday wasn't twitter in that too i'm not sure i want to think twitter's also in there i read that he did the same thing which yeah. i think is awesome hey it starts yeah. gotta start somewhere facts bro you know what i just looked at 2019 and juneteenth was on there so i don't know if that's like a backdated thing <laughs> i don't remember i know last year i was very conscious like juneteenth it's happening but I don't remember. I don't remember. See, I remember seeing like a couple of events, but I know this year I've seen a lot more. Yeah, they just put that in there. 
<laughs> yeah, I looked at 2018. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm confirming, I'm confirming. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and like, the, that's the thing, right? Like, even with something as simple as Juneteenth, you see how the information is kind of, like, not presented. It's not taught. You know what? Not even the... Re- not even... No, and I mean... It's just it's just rushed through. Maybe it is mentioned or said, but it's rushed through. There's no emphasis in it. There's no beef for foundation for the, our kids. And most people will say, you need to teach your kids in your, your homes, like financial literacy. Like They say that, no, it mm-hmm. needs to be taught in your homes. And I think, how do you expect a kid that comes out of high school and sign an, a, a loan or a credit card or a loan for like, you know, $50,000 a semester mm-hmm. and expect them to be able to be res- find, like responsible of these choices mm-hmm. you know um i think it is important you know for our these upcoming generations to learn about this history you know like it needs to be added it needs to be um just implemented in this curriculum and also like big ups to all these teachers because they've done a killer job during these things and i know that it's a lot and everybody's oh, probably COVID. like oh my mm-hmm. god one more thing you know and um but I don't know. I think it's one more thing of just like solidifying foundation, or like, I think it's just one more thing of just a great thing, you know? Like yeah, and like I think the schools. That's like I. I feel like this like education system is like one big place that we see like where like systemic racism is very evident, you know? Facts. Yeah. Like that's another podcast. just funding the schools. Oh, of course, you know of course, that, of course. You know, there's, like, issues with that. Or not, yeah, I guess issues you could say, like, the property taxes alone, so definitely. Oh, my God, redlining. Where you live, yeah, like, where you live will determine how good of a school pretty much you'll go to or how well-funded the school, they, you know, where you attend is. And, of course, redlining if you guys don't know what redlining is, basically was the practice that they used, um, what, in the 50s, 60s? Uh, Up until yeah. the 60s. Um, where basically they would only finance or only sell properties to black families in certain areas. So they would purposefully um, keep black families out of wealthier areas. Yeah. Because of discrimination. And so... Black families and, uh, what's it called, like, uh, immigrants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they forced them into certain areas. Right. That's Basically, absolutely correct. like, not everyone who wasn't white, a white Christian. 19... 19 <laughs> they say 1960s. Okay, so up until the 1960s. It's just, that's wild. And, and I then, mean, and, and uh, they, they kind of say, like, it doesn't exist. Some people I've heard, they're like, oh, it doesn't exist, it's not true. No, psych. Like, redlining, and that's the thing, like, the, the effects of redlining, we see it today, like, it's so crazy, because of course, of course, if you have family, if you have families who do settle down in, like, a not-so-wealthy area, mm-hmm. and then you own the house, you're gonna stay in that house, mm-hmm. Facts. and your family, you're probably gonna pass down your property to your family, that's the inner wealth and that's the only thing that they have and so of course families are gonna stay there and i mean you know not every poor community is like horrible that's the other thing like not every poor community is like what 
these people like to oh the inner cities and the ghettos it's like hey there's like a lot of very strong communities they just happen to be poor Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it is what it is i don't know it's very frustrating it is but i guess the, the 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 outcome of it or the beautiful thing about what's happening is the conversation is making ourselves having a conversation talking about it learning what red line is learning you know what juneteenth is learning um i don't know like the school system and i guess having these conversations because it also helps us to see okay well this happened what could change you know and i'm a firm believer right learning listening and consistency in whatever form you know whether it's you don't have to be monet- you don't have to do it monetarily you don't have to do it like you know physically like as going out and protest but just learning listening and having a conversation because it would help make a huge shift to the needle you know right. like moving it somewhere else and you know it's it's not going to happen overnight you know what i'm saying i'm not going to lose 50 pounds tomorrow even though right. i would like to <laughs> um but man bro like it's it's just it's it's, it's it's it is absolute fire what's happening so yeah, man. There's red lighting thing. If as long as we're educating ourselves about it, there's a great podcast. There's actually two great podcasts that I probably will send you if you want to add. Okay. Um, actually, not podcast. You YouTube. Know. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Is it, is that and then you look YouTube. Yeah, that's, you know what I'm saying. That's what. Okay. Okay. All right. What are they? You want to say right now? I mean, like, <laughs> the, is it about redlining? Like, oh, of course. About? Oh, snap. So there's one that's about redlining. There's one okay. that's super quick. It's about redlining. And there's actually another one that is about uh, generational wealth and how that wealth wealth gap actually is the a Netflix. Gap. It's a Netflix little special. It's like about 18 minutes. And it's, a, it's explained beautifully of how the wealth gap is. And I mean, if you think about it, if, if these, you know, or other counterparts were not placed in specific communities right and they were always taught had the best access to food and and uh what's it called uh property and they were able to move up uh leave houses that were you know that end up becoming you know they bought it for what i don't know fifty thousand dollars and now it becomes half a mil right you know that's another asset that they leave for their family instead of a liability you know they also explain which is interesting in this podcast or video whatever is how um, because some of our um, because of these low income areas, mm-hmm. um, the low income areas, when you finally have a younger generation graduating and they make that money, mm-hmm. right? Because these other areas, the one that are out of redlining, um, those cats have those generations have money pocketed so the older generations have money pocketed in these wealthy areas mm-hmm. and the younger generation are developing money however these other gener- this other group of people mm-hmm. I don't know what, what the terminology I want to say white people? no okay fine fine you, white people like, and then red, yeah, white people yeah, and black people like, okay so they're yeah, like like, you know like, what I'm saying I'm, I'm trying yeah, to be all yeah, politically no, correct I, here girl on this podcast I <laughs> I say how it is oh, so me. okay so the white people on, on this side in the wealthy areas, uh, they have generational money. So they have money from their mm-hmm. ancestors because they had these property and these houses. They sold it, blah, 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 blah. And then you have our black counterparts who are in, our, in these uh, low-income areas, right? Mm-hmm. Because their generation, right, mm-hmm. didn't have money, mm-hmm. right, stored in their, in their, in their, histor- in their history. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm saying this right, terminology right. Um when you have someone that goes to school and they end up getting a job you can have the same student both white and black get Mm -hmm. the same job get the same pay 
right? The student, the white student with that pay could go ahead and, you know, invest in themselves, do stocks, buy homes, whatever they're going to do. But our, our black student here is helping his family, you know, right. or, or sending money down to his mother and father because, you know, obviously whatever situation they're in, but off the top of my head, they've sacrificed so much for the child to go to college, you know, to better themselves. Right. You know? So, I mean, even though they're making the same amount, the money is being distributed somewhere differently, else differently right. on both ends. I hope that was, uh, basically I'm going to send you the podcast. It was just, it's a beautiful <laughs> podcast. And like, I was just like, like, all in all, I'm gonna <laughs> I was like, mind blown. I you mean, know, it's wild. I mean, yeah, like, and you know, that's like the importance also of the financial literacy because Another podcast. it's been shown that, um, there's a lot of financial, I don't know, companies that prey on poor people in general. So what, what happens? Like it, it like it disproportionately affects the black community, Fast. right? Oh my gosh. And they, and it's like you, they prey on like the lack of knowledge of poor people of like different fi- on how to use like different financial tools and stuff like that, and then you end up owing a lot of money. You know, it was interesting. If you go to more wealthy uh, communities, mm-hmm. they if you go to more wealthy communities, they have the Whole Foods, they have the mm-hmm. Fresh Market. You know what I'm saying? Like they have these fancy bagel shops. No lie, they're delicious. Okay, yeah, like I love when things. it's carb day, it's carb day for <laughs> real. Okay. <laughs> Um, but when you go to these low income areas, there is a lot of fast food restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, um, and this is only in Miami, um, fast food restaurants. You definitely have a, a lot of payday loans. Oh know? yeah. So you they're definitely like a lot of, yeah. yeah, like payday loan places Payday loans, or, um, what is it called? Rent here, buy here, yeah. or, you know, rent here, buy a car, furniture. So there's definitely, there in I heard a phrase a long time ago that blew my mind, which was basically, um, being poor is expensive. Yes. You know, which I am just like, wow. And there's a lot of liquor stores too. Oh my goodness gracious. And so it's really crazy because that's done very purposefully. Oh my gosh. Um, Yes. And you know, like what you were talking about, about like the fast food restaurants, like, um, yeah, like poor areas um tend to not eat like have less supermarkets mm-hmm. so and they call that food deserts like oh they, yeah that's it's correct. very that's hard correct. to to come across like fresh produce and stuff yeah it's it's great like it's crazy that's it, crazy to it me. Is, it, but it's just sad because then you know these these companies you know place themselves in certain places you know they mm-hmm. they basically put themselves there um also, you know what else is a lot that's there? Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, strip clubs. And strip clubs. A lot of strip clubs. Um, there's a guy called Gangster Gardener. He, does, he has a TED Talk. He's actually on Masterclass, too. Uh, is that the guy from L.A.? Yes! That L.A. was trying to sue him for having, like, a little garden in his front yard? Yes, an edible garden. And he basically made that garden for the community because he noticed there was no fresh fruit around the local grocery stores you know and you you having these kids go to school and you're like look it's an apple in a jar you know or in a little plastic bag i mean you and i i think we like try to eat very healthy you we know how expensive it is to eat healthy too much money bro even if you don't get like the extra stuff but just produce, produce alone is super pricey. so expensive so exactly and 
so I mean the the um, I think his name is Ron uh, Furling, and forgive me because I will definitely give you this name right now. But he basically he fought his way through that. Like he had to take it down, but then he, two years later he put it back up, and then they're like, "No, take it. You have to take it down." And he's like, "Bump that," you know. And he went ahead and he he fought it and he won. Ron Finley is a podcast and he's also Ron a master class. He did a TED Talk and he did a master class. That's amazing. I didn't um, know he did a TED Talk. But yeah, he I know and the fact that he went to master class is beautiful, you know? I and know. he actually does different like short less than 15 minute uh videos in master class teaching people. His goal is to teach the community, his community how to grow produce and to grow his own stuff. He actually says and I don't know what kind of podcast this is, but he says plant your own shit, you know? Like he's basically saying Yo, we can grow this. And if you think about it, we look if a zombie apocalypse happened, I don't know why I can't survive. Because so I have funny. nothing in my backyard. <laughs> I have a pineapple plant that has no pineapple. Okay? Like <laughs> Yeah, pineapple take like forever. Because like you know what I'm saying? I'll, so long. I'll be suffering. But he's 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 basically planting and he's teaching this community. He's showing them what fresh fruit is. Some of these kids ask him where bro, we should ask him how does it what, some people don't even know how a pineapple grows. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, when you see it, you're kind of like, you're blown away. You're just like, a little pineapple comes out of the pineapple. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> telling me I can plant, like, Did you know you can plant other, <laughs> you can propagate that stuff. He, you can propagate and plant, take, take, if someone in your house has uh, a coke, a uh, sugar cane, there you go, I'm, excuse me, a sugar cane plant, you can like snip it off, but you obviously have to ask, you know, right, you, right. you guys can't be cutting people's trees off. <laughs> <laughs> You can't do that. I mean, you could, but you know, you I don't, shouldn't. You, shouldn't. you wouldn't you have you friends shouldn't. anymore. And right? I, I think that's in what is it? Invasion of property? What is that term called? Uh, trespassing. That, that's good. That's <laughs> trespassing. But um, you could take a once you ask for permission, of course, take a piece of that, plant it in your backyard. Boom, 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 boom. You got sugar cane. You know. Um, I love, love sugar. And that's the education that we're missing. We're missing survival skills. You know. I mean, let me. Yeah. That's all. I oh have. yeah, like, like you won't learn that school no not at all but so it just goes to show you that you know what i also find really important is that we need mentorship you know so but that's another podcast that's like a whole yeah that's like a whole other thing i mean yeah like at the end of the day you know there's so many like there's so many things where i think systemic racism particularly like it affects like every kind of like aspect of our lives mm-hmm. um and it can be overwhelming to think about all of it and how to tackle all of it and i think for sure uh for me like the main thing has learned has been like okay like identify like your thing like one aspect of it that you want to like work on and focus on that because if you try to like change everything at the same time or like you can't spread yourself too thin basically how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time that's really funny i've never heard that dave ramsey says it Ah. that's why love dave ramsey i do actually and you're like yes (laughs) um he yes yes and so i think that's really cool um you know this is a time where a lot of, there's a lot of people looking for ways to get involved too, so I think that's cool. I have a quick question for you. Uh-uh. That I just thought about. I didn't prepare for this question. <laughs> it's okay. Like I, I, I really want like your very honest answer. So this is why you tell me now. You're like this is why you do this to me. <laughs> you're like this is. I thought I, I, thought I was your friend. <laughs> okay, so 
we both live in the same area. We live like 10 minutes away from each other. Uh-huh. The people on my podcast who listen to me already know, like, I talk about, I'm like, like, because my thing on this podcast is I'm very, like, I want to bring, like, you know, that unique perspective, like, that Miami perspective to it. Because it's, like, we live in a very unique area. Because we live in Kendall, which is a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood, Hispanic white neighborhood that is more middle class. Right? Okay, yeah. Do you think we have privilege? Like, you and I? Mm-hmm. So you're saying... Like, how we talk about, like, white privilege, do you think we have privilege because of where we live? Because um, it's a whole different world being black and living in, like, basically being the minority in like what is a minority community <laughs> like somehow we're the minorities out of the minorities <laughs> yeah mm. like how we talked about okay the schools that we went to yeah and like the access that we have I guess and access to education access to, education. to... <laughs> um something as simple as like fresh produce easily we have so many options we go food shopping a lot and we have so together yeah. me and Letitia we spend most of our time grocery shopping interesting together. question um interesting question like a form of privilege I like guess it, it's not gonna be the same question. I don't think as someone who's white but like what are your thoughts on that hold on alright let's see what this is Oh, please. (laughs) Privilege. A special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you and I have access to... We go shopping. We we go to BJ's. I think we do have a sense of privilege because our Mm -hmm. parents provided this opportunity for you and I. Right, because it's not something that we did. Yeah. So, we did come... You know, they came and they planted themselves around this area so that we are able to, like, I guess, capitalize or have the opportunities that they didn't have as they were our ages, our our age. I think I'm saying this right. And I want to say, yes, the fact that I can come out and have a conversation with you at whatever time or I can go to BJ's, you know, um access to an education you know yes i think we have to have a form of privilege and your thoughts oh i think so yeah for sure yeah like and the great thing about it oh, i'm sorry go ahead no 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 no. well the great thing about it is um that we recognize it because there's some people who don't even recognize this opportunity you know um and we recognize it, but also we have a sense of like we have a conversation of like, how could we help or how could we? Because I know I've been thinking I need to be some kind of, and I think I mentioned this to you before that I would love to be a mentor or I need to be more connected or um, supportive because not everyone have this access, you know. Even this, you know, I was talking about like even just fruits, you know, mm-hmm. or giving back or something, you know. 
So we understand that we have this opportunity, this privilege, this lifestyle, and we just definitely need to basically be mentors or be um, just feed or, uh, I don't know, connect somehow mm-hmm. with our gen- with other people who may not have this, whether... You know what I'm saying? I guess, I don't know if I'm saying... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I totally agree. I think we have privilege, for sure. Like, not to the... Not, like, to the extent of, like, white privilege, but we have a privilege that... that, Like, yeah, like, we don't have that. (laughs) But I definitely... That was a um, gift wrapped to them. Like, I think the fact that, you know, we can go and exercise at random times... What every time we want. I mean, we still got to be safe. We, you yeah, know you what have I'm to saying? be because safe, are, but, yeah. but for the most part, like we you, can go you walk can around have, our neighborhood. Facts, facts, at, at, and feel, you know, relatively safe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And yeah, I mean, like, we can like exercise too, and or or even the fact that we have so many parks and green spaces. You know what yes. I mean? Like, we have Baptist Hospital. They just have this giant lake that we can walk around at whatever time, essentially. Yes. Like, we do have access to a Whole Foods, uh, two targets that are not too far away from each other, you know? And, um, yes, we do. We are, we, are, we are privileged in that perspective, yeah. And I definitely, I agree Don't, with you, like... And if it, you think about it, mm-hmm, I'm sorry to disturb mm-hmm. you, but from where we come from, mm-hmm. you know, like, we're first generations also. You know, and I and I even and before I think of me being privileged in America, like mm-hmm. even from where my parents grew up and how they talk about it, it's like I'm so grateful. Oh yeah, and I think that's like the big thing in being like grounded and being grateful, recognizing our privilege, and then like trying to use it to make a difference. You know what I mean? And that's the thing I think that white people don't get about, like, white privilege. Like, we're not saying you should feel guilty because your family happens to have had access to things that made them wealthier or gave them more opportunities or anything like that. Like, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying recognize that, like, you did have a leg up somehow, some way, and try to use your leg up for good. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like... Mm -hmm. I don't think we're asking for much. But it, 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 it also goes with the whole looking, like searching within yourself and recognizing these things, you know? Yeah. Def- oh, yeah. It and takes a lot of, like, introspection. I talk about that a lot here on the podcast. Like, just, like, you gotta, like, think about it, guys. I, I guess before we, like, you know, and um, I wanted to also mention about one thing I realized with this whole, you know, with what's happening, um, silence. You know, like being still and like listening. And I'm not saying be still, like in everything, you know, like just taking a moment and breathing and being still and just like remembering and just thinking and just like being in your own without anyone, without anyone's comments or hearing. Because there's so many podcasts, there's so many YouTube, there's so many opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're beautiful, you know, and there's so many people and people are hurting that they need to talk. And that's the one thing I've noticed. But it's like there's moments that you just have to be still. Yeah, and listen, and I think that's one big thing that I'm trying to take in because I'm. You're, we're always on a go with this pandemic. It definitely forces still, and I think for Juneteenth, it just we have to just recognize and be still and just realize that we, we are blessed, right, to be here, and also blessed to have this moment that we're part of. Right, because this is just this, this is, is amazing. A, yeah, like I mean, 
we we have to like use it correctly definitely facts and like help people out um and yeah like what you said about like being still because it's very difficult in this very loud and sensory overload world we live in right now especially now like that it's like there's just so much coming at us like so much information yeah and so like picking through it i think um you know i've been off facebook for like the past week just but just because specifically facebook was like getting my blood pressure up even though i found out this week that instagram was gonna get my blood pressure up anyways <laughs> but but yeah taking that social media break is super important um, i totally agree with yeah as you also know part of my self-care has been watching um like a disney movie a day or oh, something you, you know what i mean no, but I should add wine into <laughs> it. I should. I need to. I need it. <laughs> I'm like, I need it. Like, <laughs> watch this little mermaid. <laughs> Under the sea. You know? And so, yeah, like, taking that moment. But, yeah, like, sometimes even taking that moment, like, at night and, like, just, like, sitting still and, like, praying. Yeah, man. And, um, or, and just, like, you know what I mean? Just, like, yeah. I think... Um, part of the reason this pandemic was so like hard on people is because like basically you're like a lot of people just had to be home either alone with themselves with not much else to do or with their families and so it's like you have to face the music now kind of thing there's nowhere to go my homie and so i think all of that like 2020 has definitely been like the perfect storm for this type of thing to happen Mm, mm. Yeah, I concur. Because, like with the pandemic, and that brought uh, that brought you know a lot of issues about healthcare and mm-hmm. the the workforce mm-hmm. and the disparities, mm. you know, between like the health the, the the disparities as far as like work and income and healthcare when it comes to like socioeconomic status to rate and like race and stuff. And then on top of that, all these, like, police brutality instances, like, it, like, yeah, it was gonna erupt this way, one way or another, for sure. I won't be surprised if we get a hurricane. (laughs) Don't forget the killer hornets. The killer hornets. Oh, yeah, the, 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 killer hornets that were, like, beheading all the bees. I was like, what is this? Okay, guys, whoa. (laughs) I thought that was gonna (laughs) I was like, yo. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a bigger problem than it turned out. <laughs> I was like, cheese and rice. Yeah, I don't, know what, I don't know what July has in store, but I hope only good things. I hope only good things. But um, before we go, once again, I'm going to drive the point home. You know, like, we can all contribute to the movement in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, some of us, it's protesting. Some of us, it's having that conversation. Some of us, it's donating. Some of us, it's volunteering. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely having that conversation with people, like your friends and family, um, is like a really good foundation for like everything else. Yeah. Reaching out to people who you think is hurting or just... Yeah, and like checking up thing. on your people too. Yeah, like, I've been getting a lot of that and I'm just loving that. Like, I, it's bringing me to tears. Yeah, yes. Yeah, like, 
I've gotten really good encouragement from you, like, and from, like, a lot of my really good friends and stuff. I've been super grateful for that because it's, like, a really hard time. And Facts. so, you know. A lot of people are emotionally, this is a flood of emotions. Like, we're just, you know, you don't, one day you're just, like, walking into beaches. Next you know, you're, like, super sad or yeah. you're, then you're angry, you know. But I'm just saying, though, like, we just... It's like yeah, it's like we like that wave of emotion and like coping with that and so wild. We just gotta do our part, little by little. Like we're gonna get there, together. Together. But we will get there. <laughs> get there together. Um, I want to thank you, thank for you, joining Roger. me oh, today. No, thank you for having me. I'm so happy you finally I'm got glad. on the podcast. I finally got here, man. I hope this is not the last time you go. I hope it's not the last time either. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate you. Um, we're going to go and celebrate a little bit later. We're going to go get some Jamaican food. Oh, yeah. Oh. Also, sidebar, because we live in a mostly white neighborhood, it was very difficult to find um, a local um, black-owned business because all the rest of the ones that like I personally know of are pretty far away. So that's one thing. But we found a couple, so that was cool. And we're going to go support them. Um, you can also support Black-owned businesses online. Um, oh, yes, the economic withdrawal boycott, the schedule. Yes. That starts today. So today, so today we're going to start by celebrating Juneteenth and giving our business to our local black-owned businesses. I'm going to post a schedule, or I already posted the schedule for you guys. I'm going to keep posting every day to remind you. Um, there's different categories that are being um, boycotted for the couple of days. So, like, there's one day where it's, like, no big box stores. There's another day where it's, like, no grocery stores. There's another day it's, like, no online shopping. So, different days because, um, you know, that's another way that we can go ahead and and protest you know through the economic route and so that's really cool and interesting i hope you guys support and can go ahead and do it look at the schedule plan your week out for your shopping um and yeah see you guys next time This world is one great battlefield With forces all arrayed If in my heart I do not yield I'll overcome someday I'll overcome someday I'll overcome someday if in my heart I do not yield